Welcome to the Winner Takes All podcast, the podcast where we talk about everything competition, whether it be sports, reality competitions, or whether Russell Wilson will be traded before or after Deshaun Watson. If you're competing, we're talking about it. I am your host, Kevin G, and I'm here as always with my co-host, CJ. CJ, how you doing, man? I'm fantastic. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good, man. This week has been been a good week. It's been a great week. It's been a good week. You're, you're getting married very soon. Two weeks. I uh, got fitted for a tuxedo suit situation for your thing. So I'm going to tell you, men's warehouse where you got fitted, mm-hmm. I'm giving them one stars. On <laughs> one Yelp. star? One star. Why? Like all of them are just like the well, one that you went to. I went to the one like by the, the boulevard. Okay. So the one by in downtown Summerlin mm-hmm. or Boca Park. For those who are Vegas locals, my future father-in-law went there mm-hmm. to get fitted, and he walks into the store, and he wears suits all the time for work. He's high up in casinos, so he's like, I'm a 42. I'm pretty sure I'm a 42. I might be a 44. I got that COVID weight. You know how it is. So the guy's like, okay, cool. So he goes, and he grabs a jacket, puts a 42 on him, and he's like, no, that's not it. So then he puts a 44 on him, and he goes... No, I don't like how that hangs. Then he looks at him and goes, you're a 42 chubby. You need to go to DXL. <laughs> wait, wait, hey, 40, 42 chubby? Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Exactly. <laughs> 42 chubby, you need to go to DXL. So he was mad. He left. He went somewhere else. He bought a suit. I called him. Uh-huh. So I called the store that I went to, which is closest to our houses. And I was like, hey, I need to talk to a manager because some things went down and the guy's like, well, I'm a manager. I can, I can, you know, handle it. And I said, right. okay, this isn't about your store, but this is about my a store. Yeah. This is about a store for our wedding party. So I proceed to tell him the story. When I tell him about the 42 chubby, go to DXL. The manager's response is Jesus Christ. <laughs> so then he says, I'm so sorry. I will take care of this. I am going to call our regional manager. And then we will call the other store and get a hold of it. I said, thank you very much. And he will not be getting fitted for a suit from you guys. So, yeah, uh, there. That I don't understand how you're going to tell him he needs to go to DXL and he's a 42 chubby, according to the employee. And I'm a 54 on the chest and I can get a jacket from you. Yeah. So come on. That like, was, that's ridiculous. And it's just rude. Yeah. This, I mean, it's super rude. Yeah. I mean, I, I got stopped in my track, my tracks right here when you said 42 chubby. Yeah. What is, is that even a measurement? Uh, according to the guy that works there, it is. That dude got fired. Uh, I don't know if he got fired yet because he didn't know who did it. But like, if your job is to fit people for suits, what's the first thing you do? You measure them. He never measured it. You know what? It's, it's interesting you say that because I was in a different wedding um, last year or mm-hmm. 2019. And I told the girl, hey, so just to let you know, there's some measurements probably in there from 2019. And she's like, oh, I'm not going to trust somebody else's measurements. And I was like, okay, okay, sister. Right. That's what you're supposed and, to do. I mean, she was, she was a sister. And I was like, I, I see you. She's like, yeah, <laughs> I ain't trusting nobody else's measurements on here. And then she took out the uh, tape and she started getting to work. Mm-hmm. And then she was chatting. And I was very impressed because she didn't write nothing down. Mm-hmm. She was like, she just boom, remembered boom, it. boom, 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 boom. Then she went and like wrote it all down. I was like, you remember all that? She was like, that's my job. And I was like, ooh, okay, girl. okay, girl, I see you. <laughs> and then she gave me some clothes, and I put them on, and I was like, this is it. This is this fits. And she's like, yeah, everything looks good. That was quick. 
I nice. liked it. It was a good situation. By the way, I got some breaking news. Duke Johnson just got released by the Texans. So, not David. Not David Johnson. Not the one. They, so they traded a third round pick for Duke Johnson. But they traded a second round pick, and which is why David Duke. Johnson's still there because they traded a second round pick for him. But the year before, they traded a third round pick for Duke Johnson. They no longer have that third round pick or Duke Johnson. So do you think like when Texans GM uh, Casario is in his Rolodex and he sees D Johnson, he just makes a call? Yes. And like after the fact, he's like, oops, wrong one. Ooh, wrong. But which one? Back now. You can't get rid of either one of them because that's a second and a third round pick. If Duke Johnson's like sitting on his couch with Deshaun Watson and they're just like playing video games and then he gets that call, what does Deshaun do? Deshaun looks at him and says, 29 days I've been held hostage and I'm still being held hostage. You, you got your freedom. This is not fair. At two, Duke <laughs> And then Duke's like, cool, I'm going to go find a job where I can be a pass catching back. Yeah. Which is what he does. It's, it's so crazy. The Texans are a mess. I don't know what you're going to do with them. No one else is a mess. And we're not going to talk about it too much, but the Timberwolves oh. and their coaching situation. That was in. How do you fire a coach and hire a coach from another team within 10 minutes? Not only that, but like this whole situation of the coach getting fired and then immediately hiring a new one has players talking about adding a Rooney rule now to basketball. Well, apparently they had a very capable assistant coach right there on the bench yeah didn't even get an interim spot yeah because they already had another white dude ready to go that was the coach of a different team assistant coach never been a head coach of a different team yeah how how everybody wants that raptors magic because they up it they ended the warriors dynasty but the question is though how did you already have that dude interviewed and ready to go secret under the table right that's not okay but like here's the thing even if you said he was interviewed and ready to go, that dude said that morning he had no idea what was coming. I mean, I don't think he thought they were going to fire the dude and just get him out of there. And hire him the, ne- the same the day. Same, not even the next day. The same day. Yeah. Within an hour. And on a Sunday. Who gets yeah. business done on a Sunday? The fact that that information, it was funny because we were, we were together. And I was like, oh, breaking news. The Timberwolves just fired their coach. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting because he hasn't been the coach that long. and. They haven't been healthy. Breaking news, CJ. They just hired a new coach. <laughs> Wait, I still haven't finished my first thought. No, it was so crazy. I just couldn't believe it. And like you said, the players have, have discussed this Rooney Rule situation because there's a lot of obviously black players that play basketball and not a lot of black head coaches. There's, I don't know, but I'm just going to go out on a limb and assume that there's more black basketball players than black football players. Probably. I don't know for sure. But it's the only reason I can't say that 100% certain is a lot of European basketball players, too. Yeah. But NFL is 75 to 80% black, and I would assume the NBA is the same, if not more. Yeah. And then I think there's like five black head coaches, if that. I don't even think there's that many. Doc. Uh, Monty Brown. Yeah. Dwayne Casey, is he a head coach or still? I don't think so. Uh, JB Bickerstaff. Uh huh. And Raptors, or not Raptors, Blazers coach. McMillan. Terry McMillan. Yeah. Uh, Nate McMillan. Terry Stotts. Nate McMillan. Nate McMillan got fired. Yeah. 
I think that's it. Like four or five. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. 30 teams. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yep. <sighs> anyway, so this week on the show, we're going to talk about the challenge. We're going to talk about The Bachelor. But we're going to start off talking about American Idol. Yep. CJ, man, this week on Idol, it was crazy. I, I, I watched it for the, what, second week in a row now? We've mm-hmm. watched, we started watching this. I've noticed they no longer have all the funny losers like they used to do. Because the, the audition used to go quicker. And right. they brought in a lot of people because they would go to city to city. That's how, when I used to watch it, that's how long ago that was. This is what I was talking about last week as someone who's new to the show. It's very, very noticeable because I've seen enough of the show from family and friends watching it to know the format. I know what it looks like. I know how it works. And getting all these video packages, I shouldn't know this much about these people until they're already in Hollywood trying to get to the final 12. I think they've really streamlined it because they want to touch your heart. And I don't know if that's an ABC situation or if that's a um, COVID. No, uh, with the time situation, like if just because times have changed, because when I used to watch, obviously it was on Fox mm-hmm. and that was early. Because like I said, I watched through the first, not through the first 10 seasons, but I watched bits and pieces through the first 10 seasons. Right. And I haven't watched in years since and there's i think three more seasons two three more seasons that aired on fox before they are now in season three on abc i want to say four on abc so it it got let go it got it got canceled then revived on abc so we're, we're years down the road i don't know if that's a new thing they do or if this is a COVID thing or what i'm fairly certain it's a COVID thing I think it's a, we have to change the structure of the show because we can't just bring people in. Because the thing about Idol is they go all around the country and it's just people walking through. So you can give us a lot of bad people because there's just more of them versus now they had to fly you there. They're not flying bad people there just to be entertaining, to make an ass of themselves. True. So because they, when they did the auditions... Um, according to Future Wife, who looked it up online, they did two days at the complex that you see them at in Ojai, California, right. which looks like a resort. Uh, they do two days in Studio City, which is the CBS backlot, and then they do two days in San Diego. And you could tell, you, you don't know where they are, but you could tell it's different days based off Katy Perry's ridiculous outfits. Right. So. You see that hat she was wearing in that one? The cow one? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. You, well, you fast forward through the human interest part. You missed her getting cow tipped last week by Luke Bryan. <laughs> so I, I watched the whole thing front to back. And this is what I was talking about last week. Like, I don't need all these human interest stories. I don't want to know that much about the performers because it takes away what made Idol great, where a random person walks into the room and you don't know what you're going to get. And it was very evident this week with some of the performers. So like Viking dude comes in and I'm expecting death metal and dude starts singing Michael Buble. Yeah. So his name was Anthony Guzman, 27. Mm -hmm. He had a, like a real Viking vibe. Yeah. I mean, that was his intentional. He's him and Katy Perry did a school thing back and forth for probably a solid minute. School, 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 school. And then, and all I could think was, I didn't know Katy Perry was a Vikings fan. Yeah, she was apparently because, you know, she's Katy Perry. I don't really know what Katy Perry's vibe is. She's all over the place. Yeah, but 
they do scroll back and forth, and then he sings out, he busts out that Michael Bublé song. Right. And he sounded good. He was not bad. I, I, I was not impressed. I mean, I was not blown away, if you will. It was, I, it was good. I think he was good. I think prior to the last dude that went, which we'll talk about also, I think he was the best guy we had seen in the first two weeks. So I disagree because I saw um, uh, Chase Beckham. He mm-hmm. was a machine operator from Apple Valley, and he did like an original song mm-hmm. on his guitar. I thought that dude was phenomenal. He was really good. It's just... He had that rasp. So here's the problem, and this isn't a Chase Beckham problem because he was really good, but with all these human interest stories, it's hard to stand out. Right. And especially, and I'm going to talk about the format of this episode because he got buried in kind of, I don't want to say in the muck, but he went between... um. Like uh, he he went between the Euros Bell guy, the uh, the, the Fireball. Yeah, and I actually tuned out at that point. <laughs> like I just stopped paying attention because he was so bad, and I was so sure he was not going to get a golden ticket. And, and, th- and then they sent him through. And if I hadn't just moved into this house and bought this TV, I would have put the remote through it. <laughs> but it's still a new TV, and I can't afford another one. And and he went. Before the trans kid. He went before the trans kid. But like, after seeing Casey Bishop, who was fantastic, and after seeing the other redhead girl. Uh, Cassandra? Cassandra Coleman. Yeah. Who was also good. It's just, with all these human interest stories, it's hard to maintain my attention because like, you need to see the bad to truly appreciate the good. Because when you just see good, 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 it's like it's a bunch of eights and it's harder to be a 10. Okay, so I want to run through them real fast. Okay, so first we start the show and we're getting a girl singing and we, we don't really see her. And it was a, her name was Amanda Mina. She did a song by the Beatles that the show opened with. I oh, thought that I was watching it. Yeah, I thought I was watching in the middle of the show because she was in the middle of that song. Oh, I was super confused too. And it, the worst part is I watched it on demand this week. So you couldn't even fast forward. You just like jumped into it. So I was going to, I was going to watch it on Hulu on Xbox Live, but Xbox Live was down Mm. for six hours yesterday. And uh, we couldn't get it to work on our fancy TV because the TV is set up through the surround sound. Mm. But if we use the app through the TV, then we can't hear it. This is like the ultimate first world problem. Yeah. Not for you. I mean, it's the second ultimate first world problem. I had one yesterday of whether or not to buy a second pair of AirPods. But we're not going to go into it. <laughs> we're not going to go into it. I, I did not buy them, um, but I'm going to. Anyway, uh, no, I get you. So you were having some issues with it. So yeah. I was very confused where we were at there. But she was good. She was good. But not, like, wowed me because I didn't even realize that's what we were doing. So that's the other thing about everyone being good is the perception of who's truly special is even more difficult. Oh, I disagree. Like, you, you, you feel it. I think it's easier. Because we get her, right? Mm-hmm. But then we get Le- Leona, Leona and Aman 
a brother and sister, brother right? sister duo, and they do an original song about like being family. Mm-hmm. And I saw that like human interest thing. They like lived in Hawaii. Uh, they lived on the beach. They and lived and in the whole tent. time you're like, don't care, don't care, don't they, care. Like, lived in a tent, had like 17 brothers and sisters, something like that. Eight, but yeah, close enough. But the thing that was very obvious was that Le- Leona was so much better than her brother. It was ridiculous. Like night and day. Uh-huh. And he has a real like, if you think of like Gladys Knight and the Pips, she's Gladys. He, he's definitely a Pip. He's definitely a Pip. And you could hear it. You could just hear it in his voice. And she had a much stronger gravelly voice at 16. Uh-huh. And so you could tell that she was different. She was so different that I wouldn't found her on TikTok and add her on TikTok because I wanted to hear more from her. Okay. And I did not add her brother. And obviously he was there too on TikTok, but I, I didn't care. So you could tell that she was special, right. right? And though she's 16, I don't think she's going to make it that far, especially if we're doing them together. I think at some point he gets cut and she's by herself. So this isn't my take. This is future wife's take. We talk, we recap the episode as we watch and both of us agree. He should not have gone through. I thought she, he, she was going to go through. He was not. I thought so too. So her take is because they came in as a duo. She thinks the judges put him through to help her development. Because she's gonna, they're going to get more out of it together because they write music together and they bounce ideas off each other and they train together that he is eventually going to get cut. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a, when it gets down to 12, if she's still around, because I don't even know if she's going to make it to 12, if they cut him but keep her. But let them both go through this together because that will be better for her development as the show goes along. But there's, uh, he shouldn't have gone through, in my opinion. Like, he, he's fine, but he's, he wasn't special. Yeah, there was, it wasn't nothing, nothing to write home about. Yeah. Like, by no means am I saying this boy is untalented, because he's fine. Right. He's just not good. Right. She was good. I don't know if she's great. But she's 16. I don't know that we need to know that she's great right now. Correct. There are other people that are young, too. That just have it. But I think the fact that they wrote their own song and they're, they're writing their own music, it's going to help take them further in life. Oh, 100%. In life. Because I think if they're songwriters writing fun, whimsical songs together, I mean, Katy Perry said it best. She's like, oh, man, you guys don't even write about Heartbreak yet. Yeah. Imagine then. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's going to be some good songs. And what I hope, though, is that he really helps with this. He really comes through with the songwriting because he's not going to make it as a singer. No, he's not. But he could work with her. Yeah. Next up, though, we had Anthony Guzman, who was the Viking dude. He was okay. Skull. 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 All right, moving on. Uh, After him, we had Hannah Everhart. Now, Hannah came in there, and she was very much authentically herself from Canton, Mississippi. She was a Mississippi kid. You could tell that she was a Mississippi kid. She was country as hell. But... The song she sang, she sang a country song that she sang uh, at last. Because she said she was playing it safe. I don't know why you're playing it safe, but she was playing it safe. I think it's one of those, you don't want to sing us. You know what you have in your voice, 
and you don't want to go for it. And as I'm sitting there listening, the first song she did, it was fine. Like she, she definitely has a unique voice, but that first song, I probably wouldn't have sent her through. But then when she did at last, I was like, okay, this is it. Like, there you go. But even still, I don't think she's going to make it very far. Oh, I don't think she's going to make it very far, but at last was enough to get her a golden ticket. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had Calvin Upshaw. We heard all about how he went to jail mm-hmm. and how he got out and he has a son and he's from Mississippi. And there was a whole, like a lot of like family stuff. I didn't need to know all that. Didn't really, I didn't really care. Um, Cause I don't need to know, but you can hear the life in his voice when he yeah. sang. like you heard the, the struggle that he had gone through. Yeah. You could hear it through his voice. And that was dope. But he was like a lot of singers I've heard before. There was nothing, like you, you were talking about how it's hard to differentiate who's special. As we're going through, it's pretty easy. We get, we get, we're, we're listening. We can hear them. And, and none of these people, other than, for me, the 15-year-old, the 16-year-old, mm-hmm. none of them have wowed me so far. Right. Because you, you kind of just, you, you could feel it. And that's why when we get to Casey Bishop from Florida, 15-year-old from Florida, that's when you knew you hit special. Yeah, so she walks out, and it's like, oh, she's a kid. Like, she's real young. And she started singing. And, oh, my God. I was like, yep, she, the judges said it best. I think we may have just found our winner. She's definitely been the best one of the two episodes they've shown. And I don't think it's been that close. And it's interesting because she comes in and she says that she's only singing a hairbrush. Yeah. Um, her, not her, friend, her friends don't even know that she can sing. Right? Yeah. She comes in and the pipes on this young girl are just phenomenal. I'm, I'm going to play a little clip. singing a Motley Crue song, Siege. Yeah, but that she was, made it her own. That she took and she changed up and made it her own version of that. Yeah. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. I, I was thoroughly impressed where she was at there. So, you knew, you, you knew she was special. You could hear it in her voice. Yeah. So, I, I, I push back against you saying you don't know where they're at because you can hear it she's but the thing is is like she's truly special okay versus like someone like uh leona the hawaiian girl who we talked about earlier might seem a little bit more special when you have to troll through a bunch of bad singers 
Okay. And like Casey, when she sings, I got goosebumps. Right. As soon as she started, I didn't get them with Leona, but she's going to look better. Okay. And I, that's what I mean. But I, I think it goes back to like what we talked about during Bachelor, right? You're talking about the cheerleader effect. Mm-hmm. Other, I, it's the same kind of philosophy, right? You yeah. believe that others around you make, will bring you up. I believe that those that are truly beautiful, the ones that, are, that like have that oomph, will always stand out. And that's why you're able to see, though there's others that are good, Casey stands out. Her tree, her, her weed is a little taller than the rest. The, what I will actually say about Casey from watching her, because listen to it again, got chills again. Now I'm cold in your house. I'm going to have to go grab a blanket. <laughs> I'm actually surprised they didn't have her go last. Right. Because that it was a show-stopping performance. She was a clear-cut notch above. So, like, last week with Grace at the end of the episode, mm-hmm. she was a clear-cut notch above the rest of the people on the episode, in my opinion. I think that was Casey this episode. I think sh- they should have put her last. I'm surprised that they didn't. The, the person that went last, he's, his voice is still phenomenal. Also a showstopper. But it wasn't He's too unique, and we'll get to him in a minute. Yeah, but um, we next had um, we next had my guy, one of my favorites, Yersabel. Do you want to talk about him? Because I'm mad. He makes me angry. <laughs> so my guy comes in. He's a Cuban, Luke Bryan. Uh, mm-hmm. but he wants to be a pitbull, daddy Yankee. He wants to be a Latin pop star. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you come in and seriously sing Fireball. Fireball. I don't know how you could sing that, but he did. So you know why he makes me so angry? Why? Because if we hadn't have already aged out of idol contention. It could have been us, man. I'm coming in to do I'm on a boat. We could have done I'm <laughs> on a boat and we would have made it. We have the same energy. I mean, we, you can't really age out of idol. I don't think there's a... You can. It's 15 to 29. Oh, there's an age cap. Okay, yeah. I wasn't sure if there was a cap. And I don't think we're making it on The Voice. <laughs> imagine, imagine they turn around and it's just us rapping. <laughs> <laughs> and boom, Adam um, Blake turns around. <laughs> when Stefani turns around, yes, that'd be funny. Yeah, we've already aged out of Idol, so that's our only hope. <laughs> but maybe we should go out for the voice now, because if this fool can get a golden ticket on Idol, who knows? Who knows? It's crazy that they gave him a golden ticket. I was shocked, and I was angry. Luke was in a trance. Um, Luke they, thinks he was looking in a mirror. They danced. And Katie said no, which makes was correct, sense. Which was correct. And then Lionel, Lionel says yes. Does Lionel ever say no? I don't, I don't think so. I think he does probably down the road. But, like, I think he just wants to have a good time. No, I mean, does he ever say no in these, like, the auditions that he's doing right now? I don't think he said no once. He could say hello. Hello. <laughs> Is it me you're looking for? I can see it in your ass. Okay, um, I, I don't think he says no. I think he says yes all the time. He said that it's going to be in, he this guy will disrupt the Hollywood, right? He will go into that room and his energy is going to be fun, but they're going to be like, "Why is this dude here?" Right. He's a clown. Yeah. But he but I think it's going to really help advance his like business. 
I mean, he said that he wants to be like Bad Bunny, and I hadn't never heard of Bad Bunny prior to Royal Rumble. So, oh, really? Yeah. And then I realized he was the dude in the Snoop Dogg commercial. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't know he was actually a dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a guy. He's a singer. There's a there's a teacher here in town. Uh, she's really big on TikTok. Number one Bad Bunny fan. Huh. The only reason I know that is because she came in my store and bought a phone. Interesting. And then I saw her on TikTok, and she has millions of followers. Anyway. Oh, so you helped up. her with her business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. Right. Next up, we had Chase Beckham, who we were talking about earlier. Yes. Raspy, nice raspy voice. He sang an original song. I think it was an original song. Mm-hmm. And he talked about how this song helped him get through his times through this COVID situation. He's been drinking a lot. He moved back in with his mom. Mm-hmm. And it's just been like a depressed dude. I felt like his voice was very unique. So you didn't know. So I think part of the problem for him is he was ultimately forgettable because I was still mad about your spell. Okay. So at that point, I was just angry. And it could have been anyone. And I would have been like, no, get out of here. <laughs> I needed an intermission. Well, you got Chase, and he was good, but you didn't love him. I mean, he was, he's going to Hollywood, and that's what's important. I just didn't think he was special. We got up next, Ace Styles, mm-hmm. a young boy from Tulsa, Oklahoma, singing an original song. Right. We saw, like, a video package yes. for him. Um, he came out to his mom, and... uh. It, it was nice. So Ace is transgender. Ace had a nice voice. Yeah. I don't think Ace is ready to move on yet. And they also felt the same way. So not going to Hollywood. I do hope Ace comes back in a few years when his voice develops. Because I think he can be good. Yeah. And I think similar to, uh, what was the girl's name last week? Ainsley. Uh-huh. Uh, with Tourette's, you can be a role model. Right. And you can show people like you that they can do it. I think in the human interest stories, this is a human interest story I can get behind when they're showing me a video package. But Ace isn't ready yet. No, who is ready, though? Cassandra Coleman. She was real good. Really good. I'm going to play a little clip from hers as well because it was just... I I did not understand how a person could sound like this and then she she did she came out and i was like is she amish i think it was the dress yeah it it really gave you that like country she reminded me of carrie underwood because carrie underwood was real country yeah when she first came out there and then really became carrie underwood thing was that wasn't the song because she did apologize oh so she did that first right and then so that was the way it was by the killers then she did apologize by one republic and the crazy thing is is lionel put her on the spot and said 
play something on piano and she goes i'm self-taught i don't know have anything memorized and then they show her just kind of playing around on the piano for a little bit until she hits the melody i'm holding on your own got me 10 feet off the ground and i'm hearing what you say but i just can't make a sound Phenomenal. That rendition of that song, I was not ready for. No. I didn't know I wasn't ready for it. I didn't know what's coming. But then it, it hit, and it hit like a ton of bricks. And I was shocked that she also didn't close the show. <laughs> she was real good. And based off of the first two episodes, her and Casey are my two favorites. To win this thing. To win this thing. I think, and well, we'll talk, let's talk about it after we talk about our last person, Big Willie Smith. Now, Big Willie, weighed in at 600 pounds originally, dropped down to four, losing that weight. I'm proud of him. He sounded I, like every other velvet teddy bear, though. So, I loved Willie. As soon as he opened his mouth, started singing Diamonds by Rihanna, I said, oh, that's it. Like, I knew he was going to be good, though. He's good, but, I, but I knew he was going to 12 immediately as yeah. soon as he started singing yeah like he came out and you said this big duke is saying i already know it i don't even need to hear i don't even need to hear him open his mouth one thing i've noticed about this season that i that is way different than like simon mm-hmm. is that before they were singing like they would start singing and like 30 seconds in simon's like i've heard enough you're going yeah <laughs> and that's what i was waiting for but i think because they're flying everybody in the judges just have more time with each contestant but i also think that these three are different than those. I think I'm just going to say that I think this is different than the Paula Randy Simon situation. Well, Simon is very short. But I think like like these three are very nice. Yeah. And which is why I said I which is why I started off this segment talking about I don't know if this is a ABC situation. Right. Or if this is a um new format of idol situation or all in the same. Right. But or COVID or what it is, but this is a much more loving group yes 100 between katie who's moved to tears several times uh lionel who is probably the nicest person in hollywood and then luke who is the mean one by proxy but genuinely nice guy by all public accounts i think you're right that they're just all nice um with willie going and he does diamonds and lionel said it perfectly with the or Luke said it, I didn't want it to end. He was real good too. The problem with Willie, and this isn't a problem, but it's a problem for Willie, is he's never going to win. Never going to win? He's never going to win because... Casey, because Casey Bishop's in the show? Well, yeah, that too. And if it wasn't for Casey, it'd be Cassandra Coleman. But he can't win because... 
the only person who has looked like him that is one is Ruben. And that was a long time ago. Season two. Shouts to them. Clay, yeah. and, and Ruben like barely won. But they still gave Clay Aiken a contract. Yeah. But like, and Clay Aiken became the more famous of the two. He was already the more famous of the two on the show. But Ruben was better. And yeah. Willie's good. Willie's not the best this season, but he's real good. But like, big dudes don't win this show. Black people don't really win this show. He's both. Okay. I mean, Fantasia won. Ruben won. I think that's, I think that's it. The world's changed a lot since then. Like, now you have online campaigns set up to vote for the bad singers, which introduced, like, since Jennifer Hudson went out, that's it. That was the last great black hope. I don't know if that's true. I'm sure that there's, we, we can't say that because I know that Candace Glover was really good. She was like season 12. Okay. Because I've heard of her. I don't know. I think she won season 12. And then Jordan Sparks won season six. That was a long time ago too. But season 12 though, you had Candace Glover and I heard she was really good. I didn't watch, like I said, but I've, I've heard of her. But it's, Idol has become dominated by the women. Okay. And the dudes that do win are male white pop stars. Well, they're all male white dudes, and a lot of white dudes have won. I mean, Lane Hardy won last season. Yeah. Two seasons ago was Trent Harmon, Nick uh, for, for Fradiat Ami. The season before that, Caleb Johnson, Philip Phillips. That yeah. guy had two first names. So that was the last one. That's the last Idol winner who I identify the name. Philip Phillips? Yeah. Season 11. Okay. Phillip, season 11. That's a long time ago. And then 12 was Candace Glover. 13 was Caleb Johnson. 14 was Nick. 15 was Trent. Maddie Pope won season 16. And then Lane won this past season, season 17. This is season 19. So season 18 got cut short because of COVID, I'm guessing? I'm assuming. Let me, let me see if I can find season 18 winner. Uh, season 18, the winner was Just Sam. Samantha Diaz. Just Sam. Samantha Diaz. Okay. So, unfortunately for him, Willie is just, he has historical precedent to overcome. And I don't think he's going to do it because I think, I think Willie would have a better shot if it was only up to the judges. But the fact that America votes... It's just hard. It's just hard to win because he's not as marketable as, as uh, Cassandra and Casey will be. Unfortunately. Sucks for him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it does. Yeah. I, I think he would have a better shot on The Voice, just like us, because we've aged out of Idol. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is that the only reason? <laughs> yeah. Well, the vo- the thing about the voice is the voice is about finding the best singer. Idols about finding the most marketable one is well, how I view the two shows. Well, Sam, she was she was black black woman that just won. Uh huh. Um, she she was good. She's Liberian, black. Liberian girl is one of my favorite Michael Jackson songs. <laughs> Isn't it such a good song? Yeah. I, I agree with you, though. I don't think he can win. 
and I don't, but I think it's mainly because of his his voice. But at the same time, he gives me Ruben vibes, and I don't know that a Ruben wins anymore. Because I no. mean, even that Clay Aiken situation was tough. There was a there was a whole campaign to get Clay in there over Ruben, and that was back in like I don't know, two thousand three, something like that, two thousand four. I don't know. Yeah, it's a rough go for him, but he couldn't even. He couldn't even get it done because you have the Casey Bishops and the Cassandra Coleman's in here. So yeah. see this season, let's try to pick figure out who's gonna be the, the final ten. I'm picking three from tonight. I got Casey Bishop, Cassandra Coleman, and Chase Beckham all making it to the final ten. From tonight? From tonight. I'm going to take your Casey Bishop. I'm going to take your Cassandra Colson. Coleman. Coleman. Mm-hmm. And I'm Gonna pick Big Willie because I think he's gonna make the final ten. Okay. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. We'll keep track. I'm gonna track it. We'll see how this goes. Do you want to make picks from last week then? Yeah, from last week. Um, who did we have again last week? We had that uh, that one girl. Um, I forget her name. Forget so her name. the standouts from last week. There was Naya Renee, which was the little black girl with the buns. Right, right, right. I liked her a lot. You liked her a lot. There was Grace Kinsler, who went last. Uh, there was the girl with Tourette's, Anna Lee List. Uh, there was Jason Warrior, who was like the black gospel singer. Mm-hmm. Alex McMiller, who was the country boy last week. Mm-hmm. And Benson Boone, who opened the show. I've got Nia Renee and Grace Kinsler making it in for me. That's I have the same too. All right, so we have them in there. So right now, my people making it to the top ten are Casey Bishop, Cassandra Coleman, Chase Beckham, Nia Renee, and Grace Kinsler. That's five for me. Mm-hmm. You have Casey Bishop, Cassandra Coleman, Big Willie, Nia Renee, and Grace Kinsler making it in. So we'll we'll just keep track and we'll see how right we are as we go through this thing. So do you think that Will Smith will come after Willie Spence when they start calling him Big Willie? Yes, he will. And it's going to be tough because the, the Will Hive is a, is a real thing. The Big Will, like the new Big Will. Yes. Not Big Willie style because I'm a, if Will Smith popped up, I think someone should just tell him, ask Jaden how he feels about it, and then they'll figure that out from there. If Willie Spence sings Miami one of these weeks, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to Miami. You know who's going to sing Miami? You're Isabel. Oh, man. <laughs> I might actually put my remote through the TV. Oh, switching gears, CJ. Let's talk about the challenge. I love the challenge. Man, this week we had an episode. What an episode. There was it's just a lot. There was. There was a lot. Let's get into it. First right. off, Gabby was very upset with Devin. Understandably, but Gabby let herself get played. But she was still upset with Devin, right? I mean, she should be because that was her skull to lose. But th- she she didn't go down there and get it done because she's dumb. So Amber B's also mad at Gabby, which is weird because she got a skull and a pretty easy it's, one. It's because Gabby didn't give her a heads up. But she got an easy skull. I don't know why this is why she's mad at her about it. But what you don't understand is that, like Josh. Amber B needs 36 to 48 hours to mentally prepare to go into uh, the end or the elimination. Down, down yeah. into the, uh, what's it called this season? It's not the cutthroat. Start with the C, I believe. Yeah, it's not the gulag. Uh, it's not Fight Island. It's not. <laughs> Imagine if it was called Fight Island. I'd love it. 
uh, double agents. What was the name it called? I forgot. Anyway, so yes, it takes time to go down there, right? To get your mind righty. But for whatever reason, she, I, I just don't get, why is she mad? Explain to me why she's mad. Why is she mad? Because she didn't get a heads up. That's literally the only reason. So she thought that her and Gabby were tight. When Gabby and Devin were going to go in, she told them they weren't going in. So she felt that she was entitled to the same respect of, hey, you're going in. I mean, yes, that's great and all, but it's the crater. It's the call of the crater. Yeah. So it's great and all, but you're, you, you were ready to go and you had an easy matchup against Amber M. Yeah. Why are you, like, you should, thank you. You should thank them. Because like Josh, she needs 36 to 48 hours to mentally <laughs> prepare to go. On well, so she's still mad. And we get, we get to hear about that. And Big T's like, I thought I was going to get my rookie girls together. And like, they're just going to be cool. But right? secretly, Amber's really been with the Big Brother people all along. So. Which is funny because Amber's been secretly with the Big Brother people. But she's trying to act like she's not. So then she's like getting mad when people are working against the Big Brother people. Right, because she's with them. But I mean, she like, was on Big Brother before actually all of those people are on Big Brother. But it's funny because she's mad because people are going after Big Brother people. Which is tipping her hand that she's working with the Big Brother people. Yeah. And then she's like, I don't understand why you think I'm working with big brother people. I don't know. Maybe because you get super defensive every time we talk about getting rid of one of them. What are you talking about? What are you, what are you, what are you yeah, exactly. <laughs> she gets mad about it. Yeah. Uh, it's like her hair grows in anger every time they start talking about cutting the big It wraps people. around people yeah. on its own. <laughs> uh, we also get a little scene where Josh is flirting with Nani. I don't know what that was about. Apparently, well, that's what Josh does, though. Well, it's funny because Nani was like, Josh, just nah. We're brothers. You're my brother. Get yeah. away from me. And, jo- and Josh is like, yeah, but I'm from Alabama, so it's cool. <laughs> get out of here. That was a terrible joke. It, it, it's, it was like whatever, but we get to the daily challenge. Super cool. Got to get on this rope. Got to fly. The heli- there's, a, there's a helicopter, and it has two ropes on it. Mm-hmm. You go off the boat onto the rope. have to fly across the water, drop into a zone, and then swim to the platform. Then climb onto the platform and hit a buzzer. Correct. But you can't hit the buzzer until both people are at the buzzer. Mm-hmm. We had one of the worst performances by the goof, Josh Martinez. You know what's funny is when CT was referring to him later on as the, goof. the goof. I wasn't sure if he was talking about him or Devin. Oh, I knew for sure he was talking about the goof, Josh Martinez. Well, they're both goofs, just different kinds. Nah, nah, Devin's smart. Josh is just a goofy kid. Yeah. And Josh helps Nani onto his her rope, but misses his own. I, and that's the worst part. It's yeah, you're trying to help Nani and quote unquote be a gentleman, but if you miss the rope, it doesn't matter. Right. Let Nani handle herself. She's been doing this a long time. So first, we had led off with Leroy and Casey crushed it. Yep. Jumped on the rope, swung across. Uh, swung across. Very proud of Leroy and his abilities in the water. Man, it's been a long time coming. Ten seasons. Remember when Leroy didn't know how to swim? I know. He's gone far. He's come so such a long way. I'm very like this is this is Leroy's last season. This is a bit of a victory lap. I'm loving this season. I'm loving his performance. He's looking great. He's killing it. He's a more focused player this season. And how can you not love that? Right. How can you not love that? They kill it though. They had a good t- they had a good thing. A few other people go. We have the goof go. He drops, misses. We have Lolo and Namgo. Mm-hmm. When Lolo and Namgo, Lolo's been complaining about the fact that she feels like she's being blocked out of the, the, the crater. 
because if I'm one of those girls, I'm not letting Lolo in. Right. Lolo needs to win her own competition to go down there. Uh-huh. And here we are, 11 competitions in, and she's not won one. Which we talked about this before on the pod, but that's got to be hard. As an Olympian, as being a world-class athlete, constantly losing. Yeah. It's got, like, it, it's the same thing for, like, professional athletes. So, if to make it in the NFL, you have to be the best player in your area all the time. So, like, high school, you were the best player on the team. Right. In college, you were the be- one of the best, if not the best player on the team. Right. And then you get to the NFL and you're just another guy. Because you're with all the other guys that are also the best player at their high school yeah. and their so college. Yeah, so that's got to be hard for Lolo. And you hear it later in the episode when she con- continues to refer to it, comparing it to the Olympics, and Darrell drops the, that's like comparing peaches and asparagus. <laughs> it's got to be hard. Yeah. Mentally, it's got to be hard to know that I'm an elite athlete. I am a better athlete than almost every other person here, and, and I can't and I'm, beat I'm them. watching Devin crush 20 beers in a night and <laughs> win two challenges this season. Yeah, and I can't win one. <laughs> this is, I mean, legitimately, Devin drinks 20 beers a night. This yeah. is no joke. Though. It's Apparently, that's what he actually does. It's got to be. Like, I, I understand Lolo's frustration. Now, yeah. with that said, when she hit that water, apparently Lolo doesn't know how to swim. So she backstrokes. Why? I don't know, but I was listening. You know how I like to listen to that Tori and Anissa podcast. Um, Anissa was not on this week because I think she was filming the challenge uh, All-Stars. But that's the official name of the show, by the way. The OG show is called The Challenge All-Stars. But airing exclusively on the Paramount Plus network. That's awful. I hate it. What are you talking about? Because I want to watch it on TV. You can't watch it on TV. CBS Alexis. I know, but... Now I'm going to have to sign up for it. Just use my logins. Don't tell them that. <laughs> They're going to block the IP address. <laughs> so you have to sign up also, Wink. wink. Yeah, Wink. So, yes, it's going to be on there. But I think that's why she, I think that's why they, I think she was filming that. I think they recorded in advance. And so Anissa was not on this episode. But this week's on the podcast, they had Big T. Okay. Big T said that Lolo was probably the top three fastest girl swimmer what yeah with that backstroke and if you look at it she stays in front of nam with the backstroke she did but i so growing up i was a swimmer her form was terrible now she's wearing a life jacket and i'm gonna just be straight up it's almost impossible to do a real backstroke in a life jacket because you can't rotate your arms properly but her form looked god awful but hearing she's one of the fastest swimmers what i will say is her kicking was probably insane because the level of athlete she is Mm -hmm. she probably got a lot of drive from her legs big t says she was top three fastest swimmer of the women um after big t obviously and she was backstroking she was backstroking that's awful so that's awful for the rest of the said it was as if her running just translated to the water and so, so Lola went out there. They, they ended up not winning that challenge. Mm-hmm. We get Big T and CT. Okay, Big C. You, you know I like to lovingly call them Big CT. Yeah. Um, I love in the ITM right before they went when CT was like, yeah, we're not winning this. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want, I want her to try her hardest, and I'm going to be proud of whatever she does. Big T jumps on the rope, mm-hmm. holds on to the rope very well. Yeah. 
and is just like swinging from it while like smiling, as CT said. Drops in the water and kicks CT's ass getting to the platform. So for, I want to go back to that smile. That smile was radiant. You could still <laughs> like, they had the shot behind everybody standing on shore of them flying by, and you could see the smile from half a mile away. Smile was radiant. She was so happy to be on that rope. And then she dropped, and then she was like, all right, CTC, you at the platform. And she was gone. Yeah. And amazing. She was she gets to the platform. CT is shocked uh-huh. that she was so good. And she said, I was on swim team in high school. <laughs> and I've never swam and she said on the podcast she never swam in a life jacket before. Yeah. And uh she didn't know how good she was gonna be, which is why she didn't want to mention it because she didn't want to look bad. Well also when I respect she br- that. Well also when she brought up that she did pole dance classes. And that's why she was able to hold on to the rope. Yeah. And <laughs> And so she said that, and a future wife was like, huh, that's actually a really good exercise. And I said, I know a girl who used to be a pole dance instructor, and she was freakishly strong, too. Because working the pole, climbing up and down, like, she had crazy upper body strength that I never would have expected. Another one that has very strong strength, a good friend of mine, Tia. Mm -hmm. Tia has amazing upper body strength, and she is a fitness pole dancer as well. Yeah. Also, editor on this little show that we're talking about. Oh, all right. So the watching as Big T does literally won the challenge for them. Mm-hmm. She won this week's challenge for them. Uh, and it, TJ, instead of doing it was between so-and-so and so-and-so, he's like, ah, we're not even going to play. We know who won. They, they were so far ahead of everyone and there's, there's quickness. In their time. So when we get back to the house, Lolo ends up leaving. Which... We knew this. We talked about her leaving last week, especially when we knew that there was going to be a security breach. We knew last week she was leaving this week. I don't know what is true, though. So Lolo was said on her Instagram that she didn't leave. She was asked to leave by the producers. Really? Yes. She said that uh, she was, but they told her to make it look like she wanted to leave. Huh. She also said that Big T and CT didn't win the challenge that um, someone else did. She didn't say who. But I don't know if that's true because Devin then came out with the statement today that said, um, if you, no one, no, one, no one asked anyone to leave. Yeah. They left on their own. And if you said CT and Big T didn't, didn't win, you're smoking something. You're just trying to make yourself look good. It was definitely yeah. pointed at Lolo. Right. I don't know which is true in terms of whether she left on her own accord or was asked to leave. She was definitely having a mental breakdown, it appeared. She was definitely having a mental breakdown, and it was very poignant what she said when she was getting ready to leave as she continued to compare it to the Olympics, and she was like, I, there's no reason for me to be here if I can't win because I can go and train for the Olympics. And lo and behold, a couple weeks ago, she wanted two-woman bobsled world championship. So it's not like she can't win. Now, she's not the driver. She's the anchor, but that drive is there. But she may not be able to beat a bunch of drunks in drunk games. So she should definitely never play kickball. Correct. I don't know, though, that I thought maybe before she went scorched earth, I thought she would be back. Yeah, I don't think, I don't know if she comes back because of her attitude. Her speech when she left was very sweet about how if y'all can cheer like that, then I need you on the sideline for the Olympics. But I think that was damage control at the end. But with her, with her post this week, this, 
that's that's where I'm at though. Like Is her saying that the producers asked her to leave. I don't know why the producers would ask her to leave unless they thought she was a danger to herself or someone else. And I don't know that she wasn't right. And I, because so she's having that break. We're watching her break up with Nam, uh-huh. right? Live on on television, if you will. She then. Um, is upset about everything that's going on in terms of her feeling like that she's being, um, what blocked out or something, right? Mm-hmm. I I don't know if, with all that being being said, that she was just having that breakdown like live on air, and they were like, "Hey, we got to get her up out of here." Yeah. It's tough to say, right? It's just, I don't know. What do you think? I don't, I don't think she was asked to leave. I find that hard to believe just because, especially because so many people have already left this season, um, either by being medically removed or choosing to leave on their own for their own well-being. I really feel like she left because for the reasons that I've talked about it's just it's mentally exhausting to continue to lose when you're not used to it and then add on top of that that there's no hope for you winning because the only real chance Lolo had at getting a skull would be to either a win with Nam and she didn't want anything to do with Nam at that point or b one of the dudes wins and then picks her as a partner, but her abrasive nature at that point, I don't know if anybody would have switched to her. Right. Well, so this, is, this is the quote from when she tweeted it. Um, she said, MTV, the challenge forced me to quit, and that is facts. I've never quit anything in my life. Heck, I'm one of the oldest Olympians because I don't quit. I was pulled aside before the show and told to make it look like I needed to leave. The last challenge also was staged. CT and Big T technically did not win. There was a drop zone, and they were not in the parameters. Once I realized the producers can change the rules to fit who they want to win, I was still willing to stay and fight. There are so many secrets that are not known to the viewers. Hope that people remember the challenge is not a real competition. It's a TV show. They do not show the full picture, but what is entertaining. So before you write hate messages, know you are judge and jury without full evidence. I don't don't buy that. I I mean, like, CT... And Big T, it was questionable if they landed in the drop zone. It looked very close. Mm-hmm. But I doubt the producers would meddle like that. Well, Devin said yesterday, last night, uh, y'all want a statement? Here you go. Anyone that says Big T and CT didn't win that challenge by the rules they are lay- laid out is, that they were laid out is lying. I'm happy to discuss this live with any of them. I'm so sick of this BS, challengers and their feelings because they got beat. STFU and take the L. I'll go live tomorrow explaining all of this on IG. And if anyone who was there wants to join and give an opinion, I'll listen with an open mind. What I saw was a team learn from other teams' mistakes and execute a close and perfect performance. Hmm. And this is coming from a guy that didn't make the what's it called either. <laughs> he didn't make the, uh, the rope either. Right. So... I don't know. Oh, also, he, he tweeted to Lolo, stop belittling the challenge. I get it. You're an athlete. But that couldn't, 
you're an athlete that couldn't beat a bunch of drunks in anything. That's tough. You weren't blocked out of elimination. You were scared of it. Don't throw hurdles if you're running on a glass track. That's a saying, right? I've never heard that before, but I, sure, I'll it take was, it. <laughs> it was I'll obviously it. a jab. Yeah. Because she's a hurdler, if, he, if people didn't know. Oh, yeah. 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 So I don't, I, I don't, I believe Big T and CT won. Oh, 100%. Um, I don't know, even with her going scorched earth like that, trying to call the producers, I don't know that Lolo didn't get asked to leave. I believe she did get asked to leave because I think she was very obviously having a, a breakdown. Yeah. And so, for the safety of everyone, they had her take off. I, I don't think she was violent, but I definitely think she was not in the right headspace to be there anymore. Correct. And remember, they did have her on Champs versus Pros. And mm-hmm. so, they definitely saw her erratic behavior before. Right. And Lolo's attitude is a long-known thing about her in many aspects. Yeah. So. She's an intense person. Yeah. And I think they were like, it might be time for her to pack it up. Yeah. So we go through the episode. Big CT wins. They show them in the club. Episode. Dude, those looks that's, that match and fit that CT <laughs> and Big T had. Man, Big T always looking good, man. I like Tula. So they win. They do the club thing. CT is lobbying for Josh. He wants the goof. Josh's alliance takes care of him. It was very interesting to hear Josh versus Devin in the deliberation. Because Devin said it perfectly, which is, you guys all know I'm a layup. If you let me get to a final, unless it's puzzle heavy, there's no way I'm going to win. Josh might be able to beat you, but CT is going to take him out. Do you really want CT to take my spot or Josh's spot? That was the best valid. argument he could make. So valid. It's a, it, was, it was the best argument he could make. The problem is it was Josh's numbers versus the rest of the house. And if Darrell goes with Devin, you can start trying to cut Josh's numbers. Josh's numbers just won the rest of the season. Josh is going to be calling the game the rest of the season socially. Darrell, though, is a part of those numbers. But I don't, like, Darrell is a part of those numbers, but I don't think it's his choice. I um, think Amber's calling the shots socially for that team, and Darrell's like, I can run a final with well, her. Well, Darrell tweeted last night, CT ain't never done nothing for me ever. That's true. Y'all must have C- forgot him in Teresa's convo. LOL. Hashtag the challenge 36. I feel like that was, I remember the conversation, but I feel like that was far more Teresa than CT. It wasn't. It was CT that brought up Darrell's name. Teresa didn't shoot it down. Right. She didn't shoot it down either, but like, like that's why he said, CT ain't ever done nothing for me ever. Why would I do him a favor? I mean, neither I of them done team, anything for anybody. I am teamed with a big brother person. I am by proxy in the big brother alliance. They are running this game. Why would I go against that? That makes no sense for my game. What I will say to that is, after Amber got her school and said there's nobody else I'd rather be with. I'm in, bro. Yeah, he's in. I'm in. But this is more of the... And I'll probably beat Fessy and Josh in the final, so it's fine. Yeah. I just got to get there. The only thing I don't think Darrell could beat Fessy in is a hall brawl. I think Darrell has a decent shot at beating him in anything else. 
I don't know if you know CT wants to go in. I don't know why they didn't just send in Corey. Right? Well, they can't because he was the the rogue. You can't send in a rogue. Right. So I don't know why you don't just send in Nam. Right. Protect your skulls. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you got to be smart about this. Like, just vote in people that don't have skulls. But I think, I think all this was was Josh playing emotionally again and saying, get rid of Devin because Devin's coming after me. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's counter, counterproductive because you send in Nam, I guess, and then they just pick Josh. Uh-huh. But whatever, man. Josh, you're going to have to defend the skull anyway, but don't give CT a chance to get a skull. Yeah, because CT's not going in if there's no skull on the line. Right. Doesn't make sense for him, too. Dude, right. So why would you, why would you set that up or vote in Darrell? Yeah, because CT like, and then he'll feed Josh to Darrell. Uh huh. Or he'll because there, there's no way he's gonna put Nam in in jeopardy. That's nope. his boy. Yeah. He's not putting Kyle or Devin either because they're working together. Right, and they have skulls, so he's gonna feed him Josh, and then Josh is just trying to look out for himself. Yeah. Well, there's a security breach. And we don't even get an elimination this episode. So the security breach, they can take other Amber. Amber, I'm coming back. Nah, man, I don't think anybody's coming back. We're late in the game. Well, it's a security breach because they need to bring another girl back in the game. I think we're going to send two guys, two more guys down there. Oh, just to even the numbers? How does that work with the challenge? Like, what do you mean? So the uh, double agents get to pick who goes down. I think they're going to figure out some way to send two, two more guys into the thing. Like, they'll do a vote right there or something like that. But it's the Peter Pan challenge. Yeah. So, like, only two people can go at a time. Right, and then you just do it again. I think they're bringing Amber back. Uh, bringing somebody else back again? Yeah, to replace Lola. Maybe? Because I, I don't think they're going to do it that way. I think what's going to end up happening when they do do a double elimination is it's going to be like a double hall brawl. Where guy versus guy, girl versus girl, the two winners are now a team. Okay, that's an option. I, I just think that they have to even the numbers because they can't have two male rogue agents at the same time. Right, and that's why, and that's why I think Amber's coming back. And she's just going to team a nom? So, yeah, because I think what's actually happening since Ashley came back, uh, when, they, when you get eliminated from the show, you have to stick around until the next your gender elimination. No. I think it, you do because that's of some, not what happens. I, well, I'm saying the reason I think this is because if you need a backup for a security breach, they've been having them stick around. That's not what happens. Okay, so you listen to the podcast. So what actually happens? Well, no, that's not from the podcast. This is from talking to a good friend of the show, Brandon. Mm-hmm. When, when you get eliminated, you have two days, mm-hmm. and then they pay for your ticket to go home. Okay. You're welcome to stay as long as you want. Mm-hmm. But that's on your own dime. So you keep paying for your hotel, and then when you catch the flight, they pick up the flight. The only reason Ashley came back is because she was going to the airport, but she stayed in that that country for a few extra days. Okay. And they she happened to be going to the airport, and they stopped her at the airport right before she was about to leave because they had booked the flight mm-hmm. and said, "Hey, do you want to come back?" So here's I the- think Amber M being a rookie. Went home. So here's the thing about that. It's COVID. Even if Ashley was allowed to come back, do they let her in the general population of Iceland? 
is the challenge. Yes. <laughs> I don't think Viola Murray is, is rechecking her. I think they gave her one COVID test. So no, then, I know. So I, come I, on back. <laughs> I, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like hanging around town. Oh, she might. I think. I think whatever the production was. I think she like because Ashley's been on the show for a long time. She might have just like been hanging out with production. Maybe with production people. Who knows? And like wherever they were like eating and hanging out. Maybe. Yeah, but like I think Emriam went home though immediately. I think Emriam. They said you have two days. I think Emriam goes to the hotel for two days, and then she leaves. Then she leaves. We'll see. That's the, that's the only reason, because that's how Brandon and Cara got close as friends. Is because they were stuck together? Because they had eliminated at the same time, battled the seasons. Okay. And then they hung out in Istanbul. For a few days. For like four days. And then booked their flight and went home. Interesting. So I think when you're a rookie, you don't know about this. Like you hear about it, but you don't have any money. So I think this is... The reason why I think this is I think this is straight up a COVID contingency. Okay. So I think that's a this season thing uh-huh. because the way that all the girls went home first and then they brought Ashley back, I think after they brought Ashley back, they instituted this so that you have a backup body. That's an option. So that's why I think it's Amber. I, you, you're entirely right. It may be a security breach. It may be a double men's elimination. I just don't. I think if they do a double elimination, they're going to eliminate a guy and a girl at the same time. Okay. I can see that. And then that's how you get down to the numbers. And that would come like towards the end. Yes. <sighs> especially because, sorry, especially because if you do a double elimination, it's how you get two skulls on the line at the same time. Right. And you get them out there. Mm-hmm. Bachelor CJ. Serena left. I mean, I'm, I don't know if I am more or less shocked at Serena leaving than Lolo leaving. Same. Same. It, because it was telegraphed. Serena was not in the demand. And it was on the tantric yoga date that she realized that she was not in a mat. Yeah, it was very evident at that point that she was upset with him because he didn't listen to her when she was like, this is not my thing. This is not my steez. And she was like, I don't even think I like this dude. Yeah. And it's funny because I was listening to the Bachelor Party podcast this week and Rachel Lindsay was on there and she was talking about hometowns is that final check where like. The whole time you're there, you know that you're not supposed to be feeling this way about this person, but you're, you think you're developing genuine feelings. And then when hometowns roll around and your family comes, it's supposed to be that ultimate check of what the hell are you doing? And the other three girls didn't get that check, but Serena was, Serena's family was like, you just don't seem like you're in love with him like you were before, like with your other dude. And Serena's like, you're right. I'm not in love with him like I am with the other dude. And then she left. Mm-hmm. And watching his reaction, I'm not sure. I'm starting to think he might have actually picked her. Like, I'm not oh, sure I'm, it was. I'm positive that the winner went home. Well, I wasn't before. I thought it was 100% Rachel, but his reaction said otherwise. Yeah, yeah, No. I, we just watched. Yeah. I feel like, you know how we do the, the betting? I feel like I probably should get the money because I picked the winner. Did he, you, though? Because she's not there anymore. I know. And my pick is still there. Well, the, the hard part is that is that I picked the winner. The winner didn't pick him. <laughs> that's, kinda, that's what happened. So I lost my money, which is fine. But it's because Serena, Serena won this thing. So remember when you had picked Sarah as the winner in your heart? Uh-huh. And then girlfriend came and swooped uh-huh. and took her. And you were like, whoa, whoa, wait. What am I doing? What, uh-huh. What's going on? So I, and then Serena was your backup? Yeah. You lost twice. 
<laughs> and both of them left. Both of them left on their own. You're like Corey the Black Widow. <laughs> they left on their own too. No, Serena. Serena. This is one one of um, one of I don't know three seasons where I feel like I've seen the winner leave on their own. Yeah. And it's always funny to me because when when let's say Rachel does win, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty sure she let, let's say Rachel does win, right? Yeah. When she watches this week back. Does she realize that she came in second? Uh, does it matter because he's going to have to break up with her because she's racist? Well, yes, it still matters, though, like for your own thoughts. Like you're looking at it and you're like, man, you really in the Serena. So I think, and we talked about this one because we watched the episode together. If I'm on the show and I know I won, I couldn't watch because I can't see where your heart was then because it's going to make me doubt the entire relationship if i'm on the show though i want to watch and the reason i want to watch is not to have anything to do with them but i want to know what you were thinking as we were going through our stuff so i probably fast forward to scenes that i know i'm in so such as our one-on-one date such as our group dates i'm watching those things i don't necessarily want to watch your one-on-one with piper i don't want to watch you go in a hot air balloon with michelle i don't want to see that but when we go shopping, I want to see what you had to say in the moment about me. Because I know what I said about you. So maybe you get like family member to do a, a super like a, cut. A super cut for you, I guess. Because like I don't want to see I don't want to see my partner light up when somebody else walks into a room. Cause it's gonna make me doubt everything that I know about our relationship. It is interesting that you say that though, because you're also probably want to see your friends. Because you just want to see your friends. Yeah. So if but, Rachel and Serena are friends, and then she's watching. Like, remember that shot that we saw? Rachel wasn't in that shot. Yeah. It was Katie, and it was Piper, and it was Serena, the super and friends. Mari, and um, I read the third, the fourth, the fifth person. I don't know, but they were the super friends. Right. I'm watching, the, if I'm one of the five of them, I'm watching all the Piper scenes. I'm watching all of the uh, Katie scenes, because those are my friends, right? And I wanted to see their journey with the same dude that we, that we, that's how we all met. But like, but we, none of us won though. So that's the thing. If you're the winner, I'm not trying to watch my friend try to smash my dude. But you guys are all there at the same time. Like you all knew what you were here for. Yeah. But it's different once you've won. I think so. I I get you. I get you. I get you. You have to get the super cut. You got to get the super cut. Yeah. That's the only way. That's the only way it works. Right? But, I, but if I'm the winner, I do want to see his reaction to Victoria because he was disgusted every time she was around. <laughs> like, laughing. show me that. That's fine. Yeah. But like, I don't want to see him with Serena at all. Exactly. And because I also need to call Serena and say, did he ever? Like, I would have to know though. I would have to know. Did, did he ever call, drop an "I love you"? Yeah. Did he ever tell you he loves you? Yeah. And she's like, no. And then I would ask, did you ever feel like he was going to? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Because you have to know. And, I, you know. and you know what's funny is that's probably why a lot of these don't work. Oh, 100%. Probably a lot of, why a lot of these relationships don't work. Because well, and a lot of them fall apart once they go public. But I think they fall apart once they go public because you ne- if you sat there and watched, you now have all this information. And it's, it's hard. Yeah. And the reason a lot of the bachelor's work is because dudes just don't necessarily work that way. No, they don't. Because a lot of dudes, I won. Who cares? I'm the best. Yeah, I watched it. And I watched. Yeah, yeah. She said she was into them, but ah, she picked me, though. 
I'm the best. Yeah. Uh, not much from hometowns. Um, Bree's family was dope. Bree, Bree, and her mom, dope. So, Bree, uh, Bree, best friend of Bree, they were wearing similar clothes. They kind of had a similar look. I was wondering if this was like, uh, what's that movie, Swim Fan? When <laughs> one girl tries to take the other girl's place. Like identity? Yeah, like her identity. <laughs> I was like, is this her, like, is this the final form? Does she think she'd be able to switch out with Brie? And Matt wouldn't even notice? Because they're wearing the same clothes. They kind of have the same look. They got the same name. If she just, like, slips in there, is anybody going to notice? Well, Brie, uh, Matt wouldn't because he's not that into Brie anyway. Exactly. <laughs> Rachel's family came. Um, they didn't seem racist. The new development, though. Rachel had, uh, she had an Instagram post yesterday. Mm-hmm. And uh, she touched on some of the things that she has said, and she was showing the material that she's been working on to stop being racist. And uh, I commend her for that. Commend her for that, but still, like, we ain't going to forget that you have a very questionable past, that you and your family have been spreading QAnon conspiracies that uh, took a while for you to reply. Well, We're also her, not going to forget that Chris her, Harrison defended her. It taking a while for her to re- reply, I'm not going to hold against her because I'm sure that's a publicist thing from the show. Mm. There's someone. There's someone else that made that decision for her, not not necessarily her. Mm. She might have been okay with it, but that's how. I mean, you can all you want. There's contracts involved. No, I know. It's more of just the like, whether publicists told her to or not. All this questionable information. It's not that hard to come out and say I'm not racist. Um, now the fact that she owned it, and she's working on being better. Cool. Try to forgive, but I'm not gonna forget. I can forgive her, but uh, I'm going to be watching. I'll be watching you like a hawk from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching. I'm watching her. Uh, You're not going to hit the, the high note? From the if no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to watch her, though. She, like, she's, she's definitely going to be watched. I expect her to win. Um, Matt James is going to have a lot of explaining to do. Black Twitter is going to come for him. I'm, that's what I'm waiting it's for. It's over for him. We're going to be watching. We'll be watching. We are down to final three. We have Michelle, we have Rachel, and then Brie got a rose also. Do you think Michelle was going home if Serena stayed? No, I think Brie was. I think Michelle would have gone home. I, I felt like his connection with Michelle and her kids and talking to her parents, I felt like he was much more into that than he was into Brie. Yeah, but I need Brie to make final two so I can get my money back. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, probably not. No, not going to happen. And this, uh, this one's a winner take all, bro. Sorry, fam. Nah, second place gets their money back. No, so what it takes all. <laughs> it's 20 bucks. So what it takes all. I need that 20 bucks. <laughs> but if Rachel wins, the best part is that our friend Dave is going to win the money. It's going to be like blood money. Yeah. Like, he's not going to want to take it. <laughs> he's not going to want to donate take it. it. Yeah. You're not going to be happy about that money at all. And you know me, and I'm going to make him feel bad about that money, too. <laughs> It's, it's dirty, dirty money. Dirty and he's, money. And he's, I'm going to tell him that it's racist money. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to donate that money. I'm worth making sure he donates that money. It's going to go to like an NAACP charity mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Affirmative Action Commission. <laughs> CJ, you had anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, man. I'm real excited to be a, well, not super excited to be a wrestling fan because they're still insulting my intelligence, but they did something exciting this week. What'd they do? They gave the title to The Miz. Hey! Former Real World alum. Former Challenge alum. Former WWE World Champion, mm-hmm. Mike The Miz Mizanin. Grade A, A-lister, by the way. 
So Miz got his challenge on or his start on Real World back, back to New, New York. York. Then he went on the challenge. Then he went on WWE Tough Enough, which was the WWE reality competition show, which if they ever bring back, we will be happy to talk about that too. And he came in like sixth place. But WWE really liked him because dude is just a ball of energy and he's got charisma out the ass. And they signed him. And that was 15 years ago. And he's just been plodding around WWE since then. He's headlined a WrestleMania against John Cena and won, which is the Super Bowl. He is a former champion, uh, former WWE champion. He is tied for the most intercontinental title reigns, which is their secondary title. And he is just a staple of their programming. Like, if not for John Cena, he would be their most visible person out there in public. He stars in movies. He does make a wish. He does media appearances. It's great to have the Miz with the title back or around his waist after 10 years. Like he's got his own reality show, Miz and Misses. I am so excited that the Miz is the current champion. And I'm real sad because he's probably going to lose the title in like the next two weeks. Yeah, I think he's the transitional champion. I think he's a transitional champion. I think they're going to put the title on Bobby Lashley, who I'm not here to talk about today. I, the worst part is, is like Miz is the world champion right now, and he's probably going to have a match with Bad Bunny at WrestleMania. And that makes me sad. Or yeah. Miz. I'm just happy the Miz is a champion, a two-time, two-time uh, Grand Slam champion. Yes. Which means he's won every title multiple times. Yeah, he is the man. I am happy that Morrison is still by his side, but like not by his side. So that's the thing. Like, that's a story they can tell if Miz somehow carries the title through WrestleMania. Who knows? Maybe Bad Bunny will get a title shot. We'll get a title versus title match because Bad Bunny is the 24 7 champion. But I did see that. Doubtful. Maybe he's just going to take the title off him. And then maybe they'll give some legitimacy to the 24-7 title. Like, let Miz be the... So, what if Miz won the 24-7 title from Bad Bunny and he was the double champ? And, like, someone was like, well, I beat you for the 24-7 title, so now I deserve a world title match. But realistically, <laughs> they, like, snuck into Miz's hotel room and pinned him while he was sleeping. <laughs> what, what if... Even better. Let me just finish this fantasy book real fast. <laughs> he takes the title. While he's sleeping, our truth pins him mm-hmm. and then takes the WWE championship and leaves. <laughs> oh, like takes the wrong title? Yes. That would be fantastic. <laughs> I'd allow it. Because <laughs> our truth would do that. Yes, 100%. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm the world champ now. <laughs> yeah. It's not how it works, but I'll allow it. That yeah. would be fantastic. Oh, all right. We got to get him out of here. Yep. CJ. Where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Keyboard Sarcasm. I am here for all the tweets. You can check out my tweet about how Karma got Rachel in the face when she fell out that plane this week. <laughs> uh, you can find me at KG Fury on all platforms. You could also uh, subscribe to this channel or the Fury Podcast Network channel, our own feed, whatever you want to do. Um, thank you for listening. I love having our listeners and people hit us up and talk to us. We will be covering the voice, I think, too. So we're going to figure out how to shoehorn that in here. Yep. It's going to be a lot. But Bachelor's ending soon. Um, Matt's down to three. So yep. we'll see what happens there. 
Challenge should be over in a couple, a little bit. But we will also be covering the Challenge uh, Champion Show. Yes. So everything, recovering all the things, doing all the stuff. Oh, my CJ, it's a long week. You're getting married, man. Yeah, that's the thing. We're going to have a couple of weeks where I might have a guest host. Real, you're going to replace me? No, not replace guest. You, guest um, host. You know what? I'm, I'm leaving like Serena. Uh, I don't think it's worked that way. Yeah, because I'm gonna come back. So. Do you want to walk me out to the limo? I guess that's one thing I forgot to mention. Matt James finally got the full bachelor experience. <laughs> he got walked out yep. and everything. It was great. He didn't get a rose. Nope. <laughs> it was great. Uh, Serena, Serena is another season I would watch. I would watch Serena's P season of The Bachelor. Her and Katie are the only two that I think are engaging enough to be the next Bachelorette. I would watch a Piper season. I don't know if she's good enough on camera. I know, but I would watch it. I know you would. All right. With all of that said, bye. Bye.